Hello, my name is Dana Daniel Zegi and this is Nigeria Daily. The number of female students that are privileged to attain to their tertiary level of education, especially in northern Nigeria, has been reportedly low as so many factors battle the educational progress in the region. It is no doubt that poverty has one of the major factors which has made public universities a better option for the larger population of the country. Though some progress has been achieved in ensuring more women attain to university levels of education, the student loan bill might pose a threat to that. Now, how is the student bill able to affect female tertiary education? My colleague Chidimao Keki, education editor, tells us more about the student loan bill. Well, uh, actually, um, when we saw the, the bill, we tried, to, although what we have is not a complete version, but we tried to look at what we have. One of the first things we observe is the clause 3 of the bill that says that the loans referred to in the act shall be granted to students only for payment of tuition fees. And this raised our curiosity, going by the fact that um, all public institutions do not pay tuition fee. They are indirectly being paid by federal government. Now, when we try to dig deep, what does that mean for students? It means that, for us, our own interpretation, it means that once, if government is going to be giving you money as a loan to pay tuition fee, it means that government is actually hunting off. So what it means is that there will be the introduction of tuition fee in higher institutions. So secondly, although we try to get um, clarification and try to speak to experts on what that means, for us, I also said yes, that if such thing happen, the implication is that a lot of students are likely to drop out. But what it means is that there's a possibility of a student paying up to a million as tuition fee in some universities. And secondly, probably the universities will not have the right to decide what their tuition fee is. Mm. So currently, for students cannot even afford to pay what is obtainable now in some universities. But now, by the time prayer government hands off this tuition fee, what it means is that there's a possibility of uh, a lot of people dropping out of school. So another thing is that we ask, can this work in a system like Nigeria? Going by the fact that uh, we have a lot of youth who are unemployed after graduating from universities, colleges of education, and polytechnics. And now, the part of the bill is that the, there's a repayment plan plan, which means once you've graduated from school and start working, so sorry, after your NYSC mm. and you get employed, two years after your NYSC, you start repaying back this loan to federal government. And we know that there's no possibility of people who graduate at the same time getting work at the same time. There are still people that have graduated 10 years now and there's no job. So, and part of the thing that the act says is that if you're not being, if you're not repaying the bill, you're likely to be prosecuted and jailed when you don't repay this loan. Hmm. Um, we ask the federal government now, what does this mean? Is our own projection right? You know, the federal government will not come out to tell you that yes, you are right or what, but they are saying that what it means is that that they are not going to remove although the Pamset argued that what we have seen is the bill and that nobody has seen the act apart from him the FGF and the president so he said that sometimes when bill are given to the president that there's likely to be modification that's if there's anything that 
the president doesn't want, they are likely to send the bill back and make any modification. He said we have to wait for the act before we'll be able to say all those things. But another thing that I think made what's that point from the government angle is that they said government will no longer fund this higher education in Nigeria. So what it means is that they are granting sorry public institutions, they are granting them full autonomy. And when they do that, it still boils down to the fact that we say there will be the introduction of what? There will be the introduction of um, tuition fee. So, and he said they are looking towards that. So another thing again is that we try to look at, can this work? And we got to know that federal government has done this scheme before in the past. But according to them, it was mad with a lot of challenges and it has to be stopped. Yes, that's what we are looking at. It has to be stopped because, and okay, those things that were issues, he said that a lot of people could not pay back the loan. That the people that are planning to pay are not up to the people that are, uh, the people that are not paying are more than the people that were paying. So the federal government had, in a way, had to stop this, uh, this. But the question we should ask is that, okay, after that, what has changed? What has been put in place to be able to make sure that this particular one works? That's one. Secondly, we do not have a lot of, we do not have data records to say, okay, these are the poorest of Nigerians who should benefit from this kind of loan. Secondly, he said it's open to both public and private university students, whether you are in Nigeria and you'll be able to prove that you are in higher institution, you are entitled to apply for this loan. Although there are some rules and regulations for some people who might not be able to access the loan. These are people that maybe probably have loans somewhere near, they've not paid back and stuff like that. Those people are not eligible to assess the loan. So we said, how will this work? A lot of experts said, this is likely not going to work, considering the fact that where would the federal government <laughs> raise the money to fund these loans? Now we have over 250 um, universities. We have over um, 100 um, polytechnics, over 150 colleges of education, for instance. Now, if you now say this is open to everybody, everybody will want to take a, a shot at the loan. How do they raise this money to give this loan to the students? That was the one. Now, if you take off tuition fee, and then probably there's a possibility of a student paying up to a million naira as tuition fee. And you remember the, the student have to pay other charges, you have to pay for accommodation, and you have to also have little money to, to sustain yourself in school. So what it means is that maybe every a child, every student will be looking for, maybe every semester you go for up to 1.5 million or 3 million, probably. And then by the time we have a lot of people applying for the loan, what happens? Can you be able to give all the people this loan? That's one. Now, we are, what do you have in plan on, on plan to fight this thing being politicized when it starts or to ensure that the right people get this loan? And, you know, this is some of the things we are supposed to put in place before we can say, okay, this kind of a thing can work. That was Chidima Okeke, our education editor with insights about the student's loan bill. How do female students in tertiary institutions feel about the bill? Do they think it might pose a threat to their university education? Let us hear what some female students in northern Nigeria have to say. My name is Milkisu Omar. As a female student, I don't support such act. Why? Because uh, if we look at the 
situation now, uh, girls' education now a day is something which became harder to them, especially just from rural areas. I believe education is expensive, and that uh, that someone has to pay for it. But uh, instead of this loan act, uh, federal government has to do something for students, like uh, declaring free education for all. I think that will help because if we look at the act, according to the act. Uh, Nigerian students who take loans are expected to start paying two years after completing the NYSC program. And the education fund, uh, the education loan funds uh, fund is mandated to work with the student and their employers to deduct the funds at the source. Uh, and also, the immediate questions that come to my mind uh, is, will the student loan work in Nigeria? Where will the fund come from? Is the loan the first thing needed or generating employment opportunities? And what happens when the debtors fail to secure a means of survival after two years of serving the country? I think this question is something that we have to consider uh, if we look at the if we look at the country's uh, our country weakness in implementing policies and how corrupt individuals overseeing sectors hijack policies that are meant for the masses. This chaos even though it has its advantages, but I think the negative part of it is that I'm is going to affect my future plans. I might not be able to achieve what I wanted to achieve. Maybe I have plans. Okay, if I start with this, is what I will do. But instead of achieving those plans, I I must start I will start paying back what I owe. So that thing is going to affect me negatively. And also. Even if I say it's my husband that will pay it, it will be an additional stress to him. He might be having some other plans too, and me not working, and him doing the work, then me collecting the money and paying him. So it is going to affect so many students, especially those that are in the mass, because some people might not even allow them to, to go to school again because of it. Those are some female students giving us their perspectives about the student's loan bill. How is the student loan bill posing a threat to female tertiary education? Well, after the break, we will find out. Do stay. Welcome back. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. In this episode, we are looking at how the introduction of tuition in universities through the student loan bill will pose a threat to female education. Before we went on break, we heard more about the student loan bill from our education editor, Chidima Okeke, as well as the reactions from female students. But how exactly can this bill pose a threat to female education? Professor Hawao Evelyn Yusuf, a professor of gender studies at the Kaduna State University, answers this question. Well, um, this, this is um, something that will not just affect uh, female enrollment, but affect enrollment generally. But then, we, we're talking about female enrollment, usually uh, because we live in a patriarchal society and uh, there's this um, preference for the boy child, than the girl child, uh, as against the girl child, it will certainly lead to a drastic drop in the enrollment of the girl child in school. However, there is also uh, this possibility of generally uh, dropping the, ra- the, the, role of, uh, the rate of uh, enrollment of uh, persons, especially in tertiary 
institutions. So um, for me, uh, if there's going to be a, a setback uh, from what we think we have achieved in uh, bridging the gap of um, male-female enrollment in tertiary institutions. Can you help us paint a picture of what is obtainable right now as it relates to females in tertiary education as opposed to men? Well, before now, there has been a very vast number of persons, girl children in school. But uh, in recent times, uh, there has been a, a little uh, balancing that is occurring. Uh, but then... Uh, like I said, this time around, if the loan is um, introduced and uh, the tuition fee is introduced, then parents will always prefer to pay uh, fees for the boy child than to pay fees for the girl child. So uh, as of today, the level of enrollments could be seen to be like 60, 40 and with the introduction of tuition fees, I think it's going to drop drastically. Okay, so what do you think uh, could be done to ensure that uh, this temple for more females in the universities is sustained, especially in northern Nigeria? Well, I think there is the need uh, for us to intensify awareness of the fact that even the girl child could be useful to the family. I mean, there are a lot of... Um, evidences, practical evidences that we could give to encourage parents to not uh, discriminate amongst their children and as such uh, allow the best of the best to go to school. Then um, I also think that if we begin to introduce practical entrepreneurial courses in the university, then it might encourage the level of enrollment of uh, the, the girl child. In fact, that's why we are saying that there is the, the high possibility of a, a drastic drop in uh, the girl child enrollment in tertiary institutions, especially in northern Nigeria, where the girl child could be traded off even before she finishes secondary school. Okay, if she eventually finishes secondary school and she has to go for tertiary education, the parents will now feel that it's, it's, it's going to be a waste of money to have to take a loan to sponsor a child who will eventually be somebody else's wife, and then they continue to pay the loan. Mm. So I, I, I foresee, I'm not a prophet of doom, but I am foreseeing that there's going to be a drastic drop in, the, uh, in female enrollments in the tertiary institutions, and that... Um, uh, there is a need for those of us who are gender activists or feminists to say uh, to to increase the tempo of our awareness and also to begin to uh, encourage uh, agencies that are into girl child education to 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 uh, uh, increase the tempo of what they are doing and focus uh, on those areas. Where, where, where we have um, female child or girl child uh, marginalization when it comes to education. That was Professor Hawal Evelyn Yusuf, a professor of gender studies from the Kaduna State University. Well, as advocacies for gender parity increases globally, one can only hope that its impact is spread across board. God bless Nigeria.
And that wraps up the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. To everyone whose voices we heard on the show, we say a big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production, and you can download this and other episodes of our podcast on dailytrust.com or bossprout.com, or even listen on NAS FM 89.9 in Yola, Unity FM 93.3 Joss, Badegi Radio 90.1 in Mina, and Sawaba 104.9 FM in Hadija, Jigao State. You can also listen in by searching for Nigeria Daily on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. If you intend to sponsor an episode of Nigeria Daily, call us on 0913-893390. If you have questions or comments, let us know on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust and Facebook at Daily Trust. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 09138 Bye for now.